What up, what up? What is going on, Jonathan? Man, just another day in paradise. Yep, yep. Definitely. Well, thank you uh, for coming on, man. What's up, what's up? Turn yourself up. Turn yourself up. There we go. Can you hear me now? Okay, cool. Loud and clear. And two. Yep, we're going to get started here as soon as Isaiah comes on. All right. How's your day going? Uh, it's going pretty good, man. How about yours? Good, good. You know, I'm trying to refrain from these negative posts about coronavirus and all this stuff. I think what it's doing, it's it's putting fear in us, man. Well, I mean, look, we should be cautious about it, but <clears throat> look, we got to take it seriously. I think that's number one, and a lot of people are not doing that. So, right. but at the same time, you know, you, you you just people just have to practice um, the safety measures that's been put in place to keep everyone from getting it. Right, and, <clears throat> and that's another thing that people are not doing. Right, so right. I think you know if you just do that, you'll be fine. Yeah, I mean definitely. Practice. Well, I mean you you just hope that you'll be fine. I mean, but I I, I think I, I think pretty much. If you just do, if you just do what they're asking you to do, you'll be fine. You know, stay in the house. Don't go in large areas with large crowds, right. um, and you'll be fine. So, yeah, no, no mass oh. gatherings, which is why they cancel all the sporting events because it consists of mass gatherings. Right, right, right. Yeah, but hey, man, today it's. I mean, you know, uh, it's nice so, uh, thank you everybody Thank you everybody for joining Trio Podcast again. I have Jonathan Mattis here and I have Isaiah Barber here. How you doing? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Just trying to maintain. Yep, yep, I can understand that, man. I can definitely understand that. Yeah, it's kind of crazy right now. You know, a lot going on. Um <laughs> 24-7 news of, of craziness, of of listening to certain people get up and speak. <laughs> so, Aren't you guys mentally exhausted from all of this? Well, I'm. you know, I'm not mentally exhausted by it because I don't put my trust in man, if, if that makes sense. You know, so I just, it doesn't really bother me. Right. And I think, you know, if... if if you believe in the um, Bible and not to bring, you know, religion into this, but if you believe in that, this is something that, that, that it talks about. So, you know, you kind of don't, it kind of doesn't really scare me. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I believe in it, but uh, mentally, man, it's gotten to me. It's gotten to me a little bit. Well, I can understand. But, well, you know, the I think the main thing is don't, don't watch the news 24 seven. Right. I mean, because, you know, we all, as, as our parents have probably told all of us, um, you know, you are who you hang around. And it's the same thing as watching TV. You know, you're going to become that scary person if you keep watching everything about the coronavirus. Exactly. You're going to be scared. So I think that's the main thing. Right, uh, right. Yeah, yeah that, that man, is the main thing. You, you're right. You, you just don't focus on the negativity. You kind of, you know... Find yourself right. walking the other way, you know. Right. You're right. Yeah, man. So, um, yeah. So I want to start off with the Rams logo. It, wow. 
I don't know what I I don't know what to say about the logo. It's it's kind of weird. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's kind of basic. I guess it works for the Rams. Um, but what what are your thoughts? I'll start with you, John. Well, it's it's centric. Um, it's a different look for sure, and it's not one that Rams fans are really accustomed to. And I think that's why fans are so outraged by it. You know, because it's not the original look of the Los Angeles Rams. You know, but the Rams, they wanted to do something a little different, something unique. And now people are freaking out over the logo. I mean, out here in Southern California, it kind of took focus off of the coronavirus. And now everyone is is crying and spilling milk over this new logo. Now, me, I like it to some degree. And then... <clears throat> There's a part of me that just it's like, no, no, it, it doesn't work for this team. I mean, it, it just looks, it makes the team look like they're going to be soft, you know, and it's just ugly in, in a sense. But then when you see the Ram, the actual Ram logo with LA going through the horns, then, you know, it kind of makes sense. It, 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 it I mean, that logo right there should be the one they use, not the one where it's just L.A. with the horns. That one right there is just ugly. It resembles the Chargers logo in a way. And then there was an article that said that they kind of copied from a, a university or something. I can't remember exactly the name of the university, but I guess the logo resembles it so much that you were mistaking it for the actual college team. Well, that's interesting. What do you think, Isaiah? Man, I don't see the big like commotion about it. Like, I, I like it to be honest. Like, it doesn't it doesn't bother me. Like, look, man, not every logo is gonna look like the Raiders. We got the best logo in the NFL. You know, I'm sorry to break that to you, but I mean, <laughs> at the end of the bias, day, man, like. I don't know, man. It's just it's it's a it's a logo. So you know, I like it. I thought it made sense with the Ram going through the air or whatnot. I I like it. I mean, it's not the best logo in the NFL, but it's not the worst either. You know, no one no one's gonna be touching the Raiders logo. So Yeah, I, I think it's probably fair to say that it, it'll probably grow on people as they see it more. Yeah. Probably as they see it on the players. Um, yeah. I so I would probably say that you know. Oh, sorry, Chad. For just don't you off. put it. Just whatever you do, just don't put that on the helmet. The I, LA with the horns. I just don't, don't put that on the helmet. I don't get why you guys, why the Rams fans are so mad. You guys were using two tone uniforms for the last two years. You guys had, you guys <laughs> exactly. had, you guys had exactly. the St. Louis Louis uh, Rams uniform with the with the old LA helmets. That was but ugly. I, that I, was terrible. So, like, at the end of the hey. day, like, you got, you know what I mean? Like, at least you guys got a color scheme that works, and you guys are going to go back to what the L.A. Rams with Eric Dickerson and all them right. look like. Right, and that's, so. that's the way it should be. You know, I don't think anyone is complaining about the colors. They're complaining about the logo because, again, they're not used to it. The, they're not used to it. You know, see, people have a hard time ex- accepting change. Mm-hmm. And they're not acceptable to what has just changed. You know, the Rams well, decided that they wanted something different. They went with it. I mean, you're either going to be behind well, the I team mean, or you're not going to be behind the team at all. You right. Know? And but if it's, you're it's, a fan of the team, 
if you're a fan of the team, you're going to like the team no matter what. Even if the logo looks crappy. Even if it looks like a piece of trash to you. Because that's the way people are, are seeing it as. They're, they're, they're taking this to the extreme. They're taking it to a whole nother level. And I think people need to chill out, relax. And once they get used to seeing it all the time, it won't be such a big thing. See, right now it's a big thing because it's new. It's new to them. And again, a lot of people are not comfortable with change. You know, it's, it's something totally different. Right. At least. And it's, it's interesting that you said that, John, because um, I think um, the thing that I'm, I'm I just thought about this while you were talking. I mean, I don't understand why they're they don't want you know, they don't want to see change. They've only had the team for two years. They only had the team back for two years. So that's right. kind of crazy right. that, and they, that they're even worried and, about the logo. And, and the had, Rams came out and said, they, they explained why they changed. They said they wanted to get away from that St. Louis, you know. Well, they still they, had they the same colors. Get, I don't know. Yeah, they wanted to get away from that, that St. Louis vibe. You know, now that they're in a new environment, they're back home in L.A., and you know, people is just gonna have to get used to it, you know. And and hey, right. it is what it is. I don't know what is such a, a big uproar about it. I don't get. It. Yeah, I don't get it. You guys, what had, you gonna say, Isaiah? Go ahead. I don't get it. You guys had two tone uniforms for two years. Like I thought it would be more of a like promotion about that. Like you know, pick a color scheme. You know what I mean? Then, yeah, like pick a color scheme. Yeah. Like that. I don't know, man. Like I like it. I like it personally. I like the new LA Rams. I might be the only one in the world that like it. Like it makes sense. You know what I mean? Well, in I'm my not opinion. really. I'm not really uh, complaining too much about it either. I mean, I, I really. I'm going with the flow. You know, whatever the Rams decided to do is what they decided to do. And like I said, you're either gonna support the team or you're not. You know, and hey. people are making a huge fuss about it. A logo. And, you know. Lo- yeah. Eventually, though. All of this will fade out. A logo like ain't gonna help you win football games. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> so at the end of the day, yeah. I don't know why everybody. Well, you, you can you have a pink unicorn but I'll, if you I'll guys win this. football and games, the and that's Rams, all that matters. The Rams got a totally different team now because everyone left them in free agency, and that defense that's was true. already that defense was already questionable with the pieces they had last season. Now with those guys gone, the defense might look worse than what it was a year ago. Yeah. Hey, speaking of change, what do you guys think about uh, the NFL changing the helmets? That possibility that's coming in 2021. They're saying that it could go back to some of the throwback, um, to the throwback era. Um, I guess, well, when, I guess that's the wrong choice of words, but, you know, back when they had, uh, I guess, it, you know, they had the helmets. I don't know exactly when, because they, they mentioned throwback. So I'm thinking, I don't know what. I wouldn't think it would be when football first started, but yeah. <laughs> I would, I would, I'm guessing like maybe the nineties or something like, the like that. I don't know. Like the shit in the riddle and the riddle helmets and all that. Or Yeah. I believe that's what it was. That's a um, bad, that's a bad idea. <laughs> that's that's I, a bad idea. Like, are they they're So let me get this right. So they're going, they're resorting back into like the old technology of, of the helmets back in the nineties in the early two thousands. Like the revolutions and stuff. Well, like no, that. this is well, this is exactly what they said. The NFL is considering changes to its one helmet rule, prohibiting teams from donning alternate designs above the chin strap. There will be no change for the 2020 season. 
there are ongoing discussions for a potential change for the 2021 oh, season. An- Antonio but Brown rule. Antonio Brown rule. Pretty much. Ah, uh, okay. And pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, Antonio yeah, Brown. I didn't read up on that, so I apologize. Maybe, but... maybe they're trying to pacify him. Maybe. Or well, I think. Well, I I think they looked at it and kind of saw that it was stupid. Yeah. Um, I mean, because honestly, they need to figure out a way. They they really haven't um figured out a way to make the, the helmets more safe in the first place. Yeah. So there, what well, they were arguing been... with Antonio about was stupid in the, in my opinion from the get go. Yeah. So I don't know what they're. Well, doing. I know Russell there's Wilson. There's been an outcry oh. about safety for a very long time. Right. Regarding. But yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on, John. Before you go, what were you going to say? Oh, I know Russell Wilson and a bunch of uh, I think other players are are looking and they've been doing this for a couple of years. That's why you've seen like the different type of um, shapes and the different type of face masks, the different type of helmet structures yeah. the last couple of seasons, because I think Russell Wilson has partnered up with this technology group that is trying to add more of a safety precaution to the helmets. Right. So like right. if you look at Russell Wilson's helmet, he doesn't wear the same helmet as uh, let's say, Dak Prescott or you know or um or like Tom Brady you know what I mean or Tom Brady they do have the same type of style but the reason why Antonio Brown had his little beef with the NFL about his helmet <laughs> is because like it's a comfort issue and I understood that you know what I mean because I played football right. like they tried to put me in a, a revolution helmet one is ugly I'm not you're not gonna have me on there. I had to get you know I had to get fly on the field and two you know what I mean? You had to, you had, you know what I mean? Like you have to be comfortable with the helmet that you're playing with. So I understand that, but I think they're just going to take it where you could like bring the older helmets as what uh, Chad was reading off. It looks like you could like have the older helmets, like the, the old riddles or what they played with like a couple years ago, they're going to bring it back. So no one's going to have like a beef about what helmet they need to wear. That's what it seems like. Yeah, but I right. and I think the NFL finally understands that an unsafe helmet could be detrimental to someone's career. Yeah, and they're what, trying yeah. to do whatever they can to protect their players. You know, because at the end of the day, the league is liable for any head trauma or anything of that nature. Yeah, but what but what Chad just read, it seems like they're like taking a step back from that because if they're gonna let old helmets come back or like different type of styles yeah come back then that's like technology is better than it was three years ago even like three months ago you know what i'm saying so like for them to kind of like take a step back from that i don't know man i don't know yeah they're kind of uh yeah they're kind of taking a risk we'll see we'll see we'll see i can see them you know putting the throwback logos on the helmets if that's what they want to do but you know yeah, it's going to be an organization, yeah, right. organization so let me, thing. Right. So, uh, yeah, so, man, that, yeah, that'll be interesting to see what happens with that, guys. I, uh, I guess we'll read some – I guess we'll hear some more about that um, probably coming up as the season, you know, as free agency goes on. But um, what did you guys think about uh, the Rams releasing Todd Gurley? I'll start with you, John. Um, It was shocking, I think, you know, but – I mean, when you saw last season that he was limited to uh, uh, his workload, I mean, you know, it only makes sense now to see that he, why he's not a Ram, 
I mean, you know, there was talks about arthritis in his knee, and now he's with the Falcons, and and now they're they're worried about his knee uh, over there now. So the Rams realized that they made a mistake by paying him a lot of money, and now you know this money is off the books. And I think that's what it was all about. It was it was more of a business move is why they released him. You know, and I mean, I, I always say this. It's a shady business. And <laughs> if a player is not playing up to par and he's not the elite athlete that he once was, yeah, uh, you definitely could lose out on your job and you could be, um, you know, gone the next day. And I guess they just okay. wanted to get rid of him, okay. you know. And you got to realize, too, um, the life expectancy for a running back is not long in the NFL. Yes, and, two and a half years, right. three years. And, yeah. and exactly. Yeah. And good running backs, as we know, are in short supply. And, you know, it's not really a run-driven league anymore. It's more of a path-driven league now. But what this does, it puts a lot of pressure on Jared Goff. And, you know, um, you saw that he, you saw him struggle last season with Todd Gurley being limited on the field. So, I mean, that will be interesting to see um, how well Jared Goff plays without a strong running game behind him because I think the running game – helped alleviate a lot of pressure and that made him perform much better when Todd Gurley was on the field. Todd Gurley was his security blanket. And now that he no longer longer has that security blanket, I'm kind of concerned about his ability uh, to lead the offense. Right. Hey, so what do you think, Isaiah? Um, I thought it was, I thought his time was, was, running short um i i definitely knew that he had his time was numbered his his time was numbered in uh la i think it's best for both parties for them to move on i think todd Gurley, with all his injury history and you know i think he needs to go somewhere where he's not the featured player so i think atlanta is a great opportunity for him a great situation for him because their their big dog is Julio Jones, right? And then if you see Freeman and see all those type of running backs you've seen their success there, I think Todd Gurley could have a resurgence in his career in Atlanta. And I think honestly, LA seems like they're kind of in a rebuild mode a little bit and they're trying to kind of put their squad around Jared Goff. And I think it's gonna take a few years before LA can get back to that into a contending situation. Yeah, back to championship form. Right. Yep. And so, yeah, my thoughts on it, um, well, I have two different thoughts on it. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Number one, I would say, yeah, with Todd Gurley's history, you kind of knew – I guess the contract was bad. Yeah. Um, they probably should have paid him a little less. Well, I'll start there. But um, even with that, I think that they mismanaged his usage um, last year. And I would also say they mismanaged his usage the year that they went to the Super Bowl. And here's why I say that. Um, There were rumors that though Todd Gurley was having arthritis uh, issues, um, that he could have played a little bit more 
Um, and so it was more so on McVay with and the offense um, of not playing him um, because they went to pass first. Don't get me wrong; it's it's a it's a pass first league right now. Right. But to me, it's still it's that's still mainly with the Patriots, and that's when they had Tom Brady. He's no longer there, as we all know. But that they were able to get away with that. Every other team is not all, always able to get away with that and be successful. I haven't seen too many teams go away from the run and not be successful. And I, even with the Chiefs, they had a running game last year. So I, I'll say that. But also, with I think one of the the things that Tim that uh, McVay did um, that kind of upset me, and I, and you see a lot of offensive coordinators do this. Um, you see a lot of head coaches do this. You know, they have their guy as far as the quarterback. You know, they cut for them and everything, and they make sure that they're taken care of. And, you know, if they have a good season, then they – it's something – I don't know what it is with the offensive players or the quarterbacks or whoever played quarterback or whatever, but they, it seems like that next season, um, if they have a good season that next season, they always want to come out and prove that they can do more. And I think that was a lot of the reason why they went away from Todd Gurley beside his um, beside him having arthritis issues, which is legitimate. Um, but I think he has enough left that he'll make an impact in that. Oh, manner. yeah, for sure. Maybe he – yeah, he's not going to be the feature back, which is probably good for him. Hopefully he can um, go get that uh, – well, probably not right now with everything that's going on. But hopefully he can go to Germany and get that same process yeah. that Kobe and so many other players had that will probably help him out. Um, his last couple of years in the NFL. But, yeah, I mean, I think it was Tom. Um, I think Tom Gurley, I think they used him up as much as they could. And I hate to see them use – I hate to see teams use running backs like that um, because I feel like, you know, they they sit up there and they use up the running back and they don't get anybody Facts. around them. And once they do get them around them, the running back is pretty much worn Facts. down. Facts. I, I never yeah. understand Facts. that. Yeah, they, they be running. Uh, they yeah. run, they, running back and, down. And me being here in L.A., seeing all the Rams games, I could tell you that they were very, they were heavily reliant on Todd Gurley. If Todd Gurley didn't right. perform well, the Rams wouldn't have much success. You know, And a lot of that, I blame Jeff Fisher as well because he's a terrible yes. game manager. He's a terrible yeah. manager of personnel and players. Um, so I, I blame that on uh, Jeff Fisher as far as a lot of Right. So did they mismanage um, but his yeah, usage? I mean, sure they did, but they also overused him as well. Yeah, that's what I mean when yeah. I say mismanaged. Yeah, yeah they yeah. definitely they yeah. mismanaged him. Yeah, they, they definitely did. Um and so, you know, with that being said though, I, I just think you know, hopefully that works off with Todd Gurley. Um but yeah, with it's it's been a lot of changes, uh, I wouldn't say too too many. Um, but out of all of the out of Everything that's been going on with free agency, what team would you would you guys say got better? Uh, Jonathan, you can go first with this. You one. take that, Isaiah. All right. Um, to be honest, I really think that Tampa Bay. I know that's kind of like cliche for me. To cliche, say, but um, <laughs> Tampa Bay got a lot better. Um, I think you got a guy that. Knows how to manage the offense, obviously, and Brady. Um, Jameis was good, but at some points in the season, you know, he did what Jameis does sometimes, and he threw, he turned the ball over a little bit too much. Um, and I think at this point in Brady's career, you know, he made a lot of average and mediocre receivers look great, right? 
now is his time for right. receivers to make him look great. And I think it's going to prolong his uh, career. So I think Tampa Bay got better, obviously. Um, shoot. Uh, the Raiders got better. Um, signing, <laughs> signing every ex-Dallas player ever. But, <laughs> I mean, they, they, they got better. And um, who else got better? Who else got better? Um, can't, can't think of the – can't think well, of it. I, I, would, I, I would say I would say I would say the Broncos definitely got better. They got oh better. my gosh! Oh, yeah, yeah, that's embarrassing. Yeah, yeah I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because well. I was on Twitter going crazy. That was the day I had a lot of time. Yeah, uh, Melvin Melvin Gordon. Yeah, the Broncos got a lot of got a lot better, which sucks. But I would also say the Colts. Yeah, Colts got better. They got, got Philip Rivers. Um, they already had an outstanding offensive line. Um, they have some good receivers over there, and they have a decent running game. So, and I think with the Colts, their defense is going to be key this year. So, I, I, I think you know, and with Brady being gone, man, that's going to open you think, it up for Philip. You th- really? You think? You think the Colts? Like, you yeah, think they're gonna they're gonna get they're gonna get a lot of production from Philip Rivers this season. I- well, well yeah. I think so. And let me let me explain. The to last you why. Let me the explain. last you know two years, look, Phil so- Rivers looked barely better than me. Guys. Well, well. Well, come on, Isaiah. You're not being fair. Philip no, Rivers but, was, is is one of the most unappreciated, underrated quarterbacks I've ever seen. How? I agree how? with that. I agree. He's with had so that. many let me, opportunities let me explain to win. Why. He's had so many opportunities to win. He had the best yeah, offense but, in but the NFL for five years. Him? So the no, so Isaiah, the I disagree Thomas with that. I, I, Vincent I Jackson, respectfully disagree. I disagree. As well. So, Ladanian Thomason, Vincent Jackson, you had Antonio Gates. You had that defense when they had the uh, late great junior say out. You had okay, you had Jammer. an all pro you tight had squads. end. You had they had they had, had a squad around Philip Rivers. He has not done anything right. with the squad that he's had around him. There's but no reason why they, they should they weren't contended for they, but they weren't well coached. Isaiah, here we right. go. This that's, that's what I was going to start with. They were not well coached. North Turner was exactly. a terrible coach. He's always Absolutely. been a terrible okay, coach. Okay, so we're and when they had when they had Marty Schonenheimer, they were when, fine. The but thing the, with the organization yeah. panicked. Okay. Hold on, hold on, Don. The organization okay. panicked and and they let Marty Schonenheimer go because he didn't take them for the playoffs. And then they underachieved with North Turner that next year. Now, going forward, last year Philip Rivers didn't look good. No, he I admit awful. that. But 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 that offensive line is terrible. The offensive line for the Chargers was terrible last year. We can all admit that. Whether you like the Chargers or whether you think Philip Rivers is not good, you can admit at least I there's no there. reason. There's there's no reason why Tyrod Taylor no reason why Tyrod Taylor didn't get a chance to start for uh the Chargers last year. There's so, no reason. Right. Okay. Tyrod okay. Taylor's That's a better quarterback than Philip Rivers right now. Okay. So okay, okay. I have a question then. So what did Tyrod Taylor take? Uh, he just took the, that whack Bills team to the playoffs two years ago. Um, have you seen that? Ty- so Tyrod Taylor's division, a bum. That only why is everybody? A, why is everybody? I'm not seeing Tyrod Taylor is a bum. Thinking that like Tyrod Taylor's a bum. Like he's taking a I never mediocre said team to the playoffs. No one ever I said don't... he was a bum. No one ever disrespected. Listen, wait, 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 wait. But Let's he's back not this better up than real quick. Rivers. Okay. Man, listen. Tyrod Taylor is not a terrible quarterback, but Tyrod. Uh, let's just put this in perspective. Tyrod Taylor is a. I didn't okay say. I didn't say. When, when I love was... to have him on my team, 
Would I love to have Tyrod Taylor on my team? Yes. But as a starter, no. As a backup, yes. Because if my starter goes out, I know that he can he could possibly come in like Taylor Okay, Ray I have a question then. Yeah, he, I have a question then. I like, the I last... like him because he's mobile right. and because he's athletic, question. but he's not better than Phillip okay. Rivers. Oh, I have a question. I have a question. Okay. 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 So last on, three on, years. Last last three years. Who's been to the playoffs more? Tyrod Taylor or Phillip Rivers? Okay, okay, then. So at the Isaiah. end of the day, I'm not saying, I'm not saying Tyrod Taylor's better than Phillip Rivers, but at this point in time, as a whole QB, at this point in time, Tyrod Taylor is a better QB than Phillip Rivers. Not as an all-time great, well, but, but as, a, as a player right you now. Think you're, what you're saying, he's more, Tyrod he's Taylor should have been the quarterback for the Chargers last year. He should have been the quarterback for okay, the Chargers John, last ahead, year. Okay, John, go ahead, John. Go ahead, John. And I'm going to answer you after this, Isaiah. Go ahead, John. I want Did you see the game? Was it last season or the season before? Where he had a record for passing in a single game, I, bro, that's one game. I don't like that's one game. But you Aaron gotta Brooks, admit, Aaron that Brooks was, for the Saints. That was very Aaron impressive. Brooks for the Saints threw for four hundred in a game. What where what did he Phillip do for the rest Rivers, of his career? What I'm trying to say, Philip Rivers has the numbers. The statistics are there. You know, but the statistics he's, aren't he's leading to wins. Personal achievements. That other quarterback. Wait, Isaiah, let him finish. Let him finish. You know, and you you can't, I mean, you can't discredit his ability to play football. He's he didn't have much talent around him. The offensive line couldn't protect for him. He was damn near running for his life every Sunday. You know, come on, you gotta give Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers don't run though. You gotta give Phillip Phillip Rivers the credit that he deserves. He's a good quarterback. I think he's been disrespected. You know, and it's unfortunate because he's always had the talent and he's always had the statistics to show for it, but no one's ever given him the the respect that he deserves. Okay, and Isaiah, what do you, what do you what were you gonna say? Bro, to um... everybody's talking about this like he doesn't have talent around him. Do we not see that Keenan Allen is one of the best receivers in the NFL? Like, you have talent around you. That's a fact. No, that's a fact. That's not... the, okay, but, John, you just said that he doesn't have talent around him. Phillip Rivers should be – there's no reason why he shouldn't have a Super Bowl right now. There's no reason. You had a top five running back of all time on your squad. You had a top three to four tight end on your squad. You had Vincent Jackson in his prime where there's nobody that was better at the deep ball, running the deep route than him other than Randy Moss and uh, you could throw in Terrell Owens. Those are only two. Okay. Name, okay. Name, name other receivers that, that ran a better deep deep route than uh, Vincent Jackson. Okay. Okay. So, okay. okay. Squads so, around him where he should have won. Philip Rivers is a good quarterback, but at the end of the day, what has he really like? If you put who who's a quarterback you could put in their position, like Drew Brees, for example. Drew Brees, Drew Brees has had times where <coughs> he hasn't had the greatest receiving core, right? That receiving core that won the Super Bowl, he didn't have a great receiving core. He had Marcus Colston and Lee. What's what's his name? Lee. Uh, Something Lee. Like Marcus Colson was his only receiver. Then you had you had okay. Bush and uh what's his face? That's it. So at the end of the day, like this dude, Phillip, should have a ring right now. You can't tell me, no one can tell me and change my mind that Phillip Rivers is a great quarterback when he's had the 
some of the greatest talent the NFL has ever seen. He, he had a defense he, he, well as yeah, well, he had and he didn't do anything. But you know what? He's got them to the playoffs. They just happen to run into really good teams. Tyrod Taylor's got uh, squads to the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Tyrod Taylor. Like everybody's like, oh, Cam Newton. We need Cam Newton. You got Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod, there's no reason. Right. There's no reason that Tyrod Taylor shouldn't have took Phillip Rivers' spot last year. You can't tell me that. Okay, well, let me just say this. Let me just say this before we move on. But I, I, I get your point, Isaiah. But I, where I disagree, yes, he's had talent. I don't think he's had exactly. enough talent to win a Super Bowl. And here's why wow. I say Exactly. Here's and then why they I ran into really good teams. Okay, so, so how the Patriots. When the Patriots were winning, Tom Brady never played with a, a deep ball threat until he played with Randy Moss. He made West Welker look like the best receiver in the NFL. Well, Tom Brady's on a different level. Okay. But I'm just saying, like... Well, no, here's why I'm saying that. Here's why I'm saying that. Because I understand what Isaiah's saying, and to a certain extent, he is right. Um, It's not all about um, him not having all of the players. But I think where he's wrong is that it's not just about the players. He, it, it was Tom. Mm-hmm. Yes, he had a good team. He they had, had Thomas, they bro. had Gates, and they had Vincent Jackson, but they never had the coaching. So, whenever he's had the great players, they have not had the coaching to match that up. And I think that's the difference. And I'm not, I'm not making an excuse for Philip Rivers. It's been games where he has choked. But to say that he should have won a Super Bowl with the way that that organization has handled things, I don't. I have a question with. for you, Chad. I think it's. I think they've made yeah. it harder for him to win with mm. some of the decisions right, that they question. made. And I think last year he had. First of all, Melvin Gordon didn't come back until later, and even when he came back, he wasn't the same Melvin Gordon he was the year before. The the coach obviously didn't use Melvin Gordon the right way last year, um, and then the the backup guy. I don't think he was ready for everything. I think he, he played well. Don't get me wrong. But was he ready for the long haul no. of the season? I don't think so. I think he'll be better this year. And I just think I just think Phillip has not had all of the elements at and one then time they had to in- win. I have, a question. Um, you, I have a question for you. We can agree to disagree on that. Though. I have a question for you. Okay. So Cam Newton's Panthers team, right? Tell me who the tell me who the right. best receiver was on that team. Travis, I mean, I uh, Travis, Travis Benjamin. Okay. Yep. Travis Benjamin, Vincent Jackson. No, no, no. Steven Smith and Steve Travis Smith. Benjamin. Steve Smith was hurt the whole year though. Like he was in and out. Of the, um, wasn't, so that Travis his, wasn't that his rookie Benjamin. season? Who? When uh, Steve Smith was there, that was his rookie season, right? For Cam Newton. So, that was, well, Steve Smith was there. So, long okay, yeah, right. You're right. Though. Okay. It's been so long. What? What running back yeah. that? What? What was who's the running back for the uh for the Panthers the year that uh Cam Newton wasn't it? Jonathan, yeah, Jonathan, Jonathan Stewart. Stewart. So you you're, so you mean to tell me Cam Newton took a mediocre offense in Carolina, right, and took him to the Super Bowl, right? Philip Rivers, Cam Newton had had less than half of the talent around him in Carolina. Took that team to the Super Bowl. Philip Rivers had all. All Hall of Famers had a Hall of Fame All Stars squad as your three headed monster and couldn't get them to the Super Bowl. 
and you had a defense. I'm not hearing that, bro. I'm not hearing that. That Phil, Phil, Phil okay, 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 Isaiah, Isaiah, is good. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. He's a good quarterback, but great. I, you can't tell me that, bro. You can put up so many numbers. Okay. I don't care. Like you, like I, you can't tell me that. Here's why I disagree, though. Here's why I disagree. When Cam Newton went to the Super Bowl that year, yes, he Cam, first of all, Cam Newton played out of his mind. That's that's first and foremost. Second of all, and not not that he can't play the, at that level again. Did they have all of the right players? No, but they had Ron Rivera was is a good coach. He was he's better than any other coaches mm-hmm. that Philip Rivers has had over there. Um, so that's that's first first and foremost. And even with with the Chargers, they have never put it all the way together on defense. Cam Newton had a great defense that year. It's it's not. So, I understand so what you're Phillip saying. Rivers. You're right. Phillip he Rivers had has had talent. great defenses. He had less, right. He had less talent. He Philip Rivers has had. But at the same time, the NFC is weak at the exactly. Top. And he was able to he was he able got, to take advantage and, of you gotta remember got Philip Rivers did L O B hold on a second. Whoa whoa Jonathan hold Phillip on a Rivers second hold on a second have a great defense behind him. Oh hold on a second. Cam didn't get through L O B Legion of Boom on his way to the Super Bowl. He didn't get okay, wait, hold on a second. All, come on. He didn't get through now, wait one of the best defense. Wait a minute. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna answer the question. Okay. No, I don't know. That was First his... of all, the Legion of Boom, they 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 weren't the Legion they of had Boom. Rich, that they had they Rich, lost. Earl Thomas, yeah. they had Cam Cancer, they were that, all, But they okay, weren't playing up to their They did not play up to their position. Here we go. Here we go. What you mean? They didn't break up until two years ago. That was five yeah, years ago. No, they didn't break up. But I'm saying that year. They were the top defense in the NFL. That year you had guys hurt. They were the top defense in the NFL. You had guys hurt that year. You had guys out there, you and they also, and guess what? Russell did not have the the receivers. The receivers weren't the same receivers that they were the year before when they had when when they were playing. I'm not making an excuse. Look, Cam did what he had to do. The the Panthers were good that year. I'm not saying that. What I'm telling you is, in comparison to what Philip Rivers has had to deal with, it's been a different story. Yes, the the Carolina organization have they have been knuckleheads as well as the Chargers, but the Chargers have consistently made dumb moves to put yeah, their they, team in jeopardy they, to they, not exactly. win, and that's they why put, I'm they saying put Phillip Rivers in poor positions. All right, all right, all right I'll let you guys have. All right, and that's why he. <laughs> um. So let's let's see. move on. Okay. Right. So let's. So okay. So what do you guys think? What do you guys think? Do you think the NBA season is coming back? At this point, no. And if it does, if it does, it what might about come you, back to July, so we might be seeing the NBA Finals possibly in September. Uh, what do you think, Isaiah? Um, honestly, I I think it will. Um, I think people need to realize that um, where this virus started, their pro leagues are starting to get back together. Like the CBA is about mm-hmm. to start back up. You know what I mean? So, like, I right. think that's a positive. Um, example of what could happen um i think that uh players like people all these players getting the virus like you gotta you gotta understand like these dudes got the top of the line everything they got what we don't have so they're gonna be healthy within a couple weeks you know what i mean do uh christian wood is that his name from the pistons he just tested negative for the coronavirus so he's good you know what i mean so like i honestly think that 
the season's going to start in the middle of the summer and it's going to end in September. And then I think the following season is going to start in December, like the Christmas time. And then it's going to be right. like that. And then the following season is going to be back to normal. So I do think the NBA is going to go on. I think Adam Silver and them are um, taking in consideration of everything that they can do. And because this season was shaping up to be one of the best seasons ever, man. And um, yeah. And, and you know what? I still think it will be because I think the playoffs are going to yeah. be fire. Um, the selfish part of me would would love to see the season start again next month, um, obviously. And and I also think they're coming back for the simple fact that they're losing a lot yeah. of money right now. And that's something that a lot of people are not considering. So they're, they're going to do everything. You know what I'm scared of, though? I'm scared um, there's going to be a lot of injuries. No. Well, I, I think if. I think for bro, yeah, they haven't I been able to. I would they haven't been able that. to touch a gym. There's gonna be players gonna be out of shape. Like let's be honest, like they're human beings too. You know what yeah. I mean? Like being out of the gym right. for a month, right, or two. Like like home workouts is cool, but there's nothing that can simulate an NBA yeah, game. Yeah, game shape. So it would just so seem like it's the other way around since they've been, you know, getting so much rest. Yeah, rest, rest is cool. Like, but like at the end of the day, like that rest. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Rest is cool, but you gotta be in shape yeah. to get you that type of rest too. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, and... yeah, I don't know, go. man. But these guys is top of the top of the top. So, I, there's no, they're probably all in the gym. So, at the end of the yeah, day, they got so. they got personal gyms at home, right? I'm sure. I'm sure they're keeping their bodies in good condition. Right. Yeah, I, I I believe they are too, and I think um, I think. For teams like the Lakers, it's it's helpful, and I think it's also helpful for the Clippers as far as like you know, um, you know how they already low managing Kawhi and Paul George, you know. But I think it's it's really good for LeBron. Hopefully, it's really good. Is healed. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I just I just think overall it'll be good for all of the teams. I think everybody can find Clippers. Clippers. Simmons. This gave him a chance to get healthy because you know he was out too with that injury. So this gives him a chance. Yeah, right. This gives him and Joe and be the chance to, you know, return to their usual selves and hopefully get back on the floor, uh, feeling robust and healthy again. Right, right. Clippers are going to be healthy. Oh yeah, Clippers yeah, are going to be yeah. very healthy. And, and, that's they, good and they for practice them. this thing called load management, so that's probably a positive way of looking at it for them. Yeah. Right. And one well, one of the ways I think it may hurt the Clippers is they didn't get enough time to um to play together as far as like game situations. Now practice, they they probably have well, they probably haven't practiced a lot. I'll, I'll say that, but I think the game situation is what hurts the Clippers at this moment right. because they haven't all played together enough. So it you know we'll see how that goes when they start back up. But you know for um. Overall, I think it's good um, that everybody got a chance to be get healthy because you know usually around this time nobody's healthy. But now those guys will start back up probably in June and July, and they're going to be healthy, but as healthy as they they're going to be rested you know. too to start off. You know, well, that's yeah, and that's and that's to be expected. Um, that's to be expected. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, um, that that's a good thing. Um, that they got this time off, and they actually it's, it's good that they they all got a chance to spend time with their family, considering that they're going to be back on the road and and things like that. So, yeah, that's one. Right. That's another positive out of yeah. the whole thing. 
Yeah, but do so. Let me ask you guys this: Does this does this change who you guys think is going to the finals? Um, no, not really, because I, I still think the Lakers are the team to beat in the West, and I still think the Milwaukee Bucks are the team to beat in the East. They're just far too yeah. talented. What about you, Isaiah? I got to see them hoop again, man. But to be honest, this rest, in my opinion, really favors the Clippers because of how the Lakers were playing. Um, they're starting to hit their stride, and it takes time to get their stride back. You know what I mean? Like everybody's out, you know, <clears throat> doing what they do. They can't have group workouts right. like people are doing what they're doing. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, you know, Paul George was, was you know, this gives him a chance to rest his hamstring, um, Kawhi, with his chronic knee problem. You know what I mean? So, um, I think it favors the Clippers. I'm, I'm not going to be biased. I really feel like the Clippers are in the driver's seat right now, to be honest. But I'm still See, gonna, I, I feel like the Lakers. I, I, I still, I still got to go with like the Lakers, man. I still got to go with the Lakers. Because, and look, they don't have a bench as deep as the Clippers. No. But they do have two perennial superstar players in LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And you got to remember, Kobe Kobe recently okay. passed away, and they're playing with heavy hearts. And I think they're I, I, think they're I understand that to you know win it for him this year. I think you know they got a purpose. They got yeah. a purpose that they're playing with. And they're not only playing with a sense of pride, but they're playing. They're playing. With heavy hearts for someone, and, and I, I understand that. I, understand. I have a question though for both of you, right? Okay. Can you got can you can okay. you guys jump in and go do geometry right now? Like if someone gave you a geometry problem right now, right? Could you go in and, and do it with, with no? These? Because I'm not a math. Exactly, exactly. What? Right with me too. I can't go and do a geometry. That's like with with chemistry and yeah, basketball. Right, it takes time to get back yeah, into it's it. True, but it, and that's I agree saying. with you. But if you're no, and I agree with that. I agree with Actually, that. It will still take you time to get back into it. I get it. You know, and when you when you were hitting your stride, it's not easy, like you said, to you know find yourself where you were. But these guys are professional basketball players. They do this all the time, and so I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't facts. think the Lakers but will the- have that much of a problem. You know. Yeah, but I- well, and and here's where here's where I disagree. I do agree with Isaiah as far as it's gonna take the Lakers time, but here's why I disagree. I disagree because I feel like the Clippers still have chemistry issues, whereas they haven't played enough together in game situations where they still have to manage it. Yeah, they're younger, so they're gonna hit the ground running uh, um, with the uh, you know as as far as when the season starts back up, but. When it the Lakers have played together, they I think the Lakers trust each other more at this point. Now the Clippers they could close that gap and maybe that won't make a difference. But I I do think that that's been an issue that nobody has talked about, and just their chemistry because everybody's been in and out of the lineup, and I don't feel like they they trust each other. You saw it in the Lakers game, and you've seen it in the games that they've lost. Now their talent has won them more games than than their chemistry. At this point, but the chemistry is going to be key in the playoffs, and I don't care how deep their bench is. Their bench, not all of those guys are going to be in the game when it's crunch time, and that's the main thing. And I think that's where I, I see where Isaiah's going. 
Um, it's easy to pick the Clippers because they're younger. They're younger, and when they are out there playing, their talent makes it look like, oh, man, these guys are oh, way better yeah. than everybody. But I've seen talented teams. I've seen talented teams go out there oh, I'm not taking, and lay an egg because yeah, they don't I'm not have the, the Clippers. Don't get twisted. I'm not taking Clippers, but I'm just saying that. I wouldn't be surprised if what the you're saying is that the, the close Clippers that gap the and they win it. Yeah, and I, and I see. Yeah, I'm not like I'm not saying like I wouldn't be surprised if we come back and the Clippers win it all. Like that's all I'm saying. Like it's, it, this rest really works great for the Clippers in my even opinion. If, and it kind of and it kind of wears off yeah, on yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, Lakers. Managed to get to the does. finals. I don't think they're beating Milwaukee. Uh, uh, no, nah, uh, no, they'll, they'll beat Milwaukee. I mean, you saw, you saw. It wasn't only the Lakers. I think other teams that have beaten Milwaukee. You saw the blueprint. They don't have a second star now. If they had a second star, then I would say, yeah, Clippers are Clippers will lose to Milwaukee. But no, Milwaukee doesn't have a second star. And as long as you keep Giannis from getting in the lane and you get physical with Giannis, actually get physical with him, because some teams they they are lightly physical with him. You can't be lightly physical with Giannis. You have to be physical with him. You have to challenge him and on every play. You have to challenge him on defense. You have to challenge him on offense. And that's what the Lakers did. And other teams have done that as well. And I, I think, I, like I, I don't Lakers know. I just have that teams. feeling if they but, meet, Doc Rivers will assign Kawhi Leonard to guard. Well, yeah. he doesn't have to do that. He has more. Yeah, he has guys that come He has, um, you know, he has Paul George. Yeah, so I don't I don't think that that I, I don't think that that's gonna be. I keep forgetting the Lakers got Deion Waiters. Play defense though, Kawhi Leonard, man, he could do it on both ends of the floor. That's what I like about yeah. him. He's a great two way player. Uh, he could dislodge the ball and force turnovers. And, uh, PG know, the yeah. same way. Yeah, they, they, they the same could way. turn. They could turn. Uh, right. Easy. Uh, they could turn defensive plays into easy points. So let me ask you guys this, because um, I want to move on to this. I was talking with one of my colleagues today, and he asked me a question, and he said, he asked me, you know, he said, is Randy Moss better than Terrell Owens? And I had to sit there and think about it for a second. Um, but I, 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 my answer was Randy Moss. And, of course, people are going to think that I'm biased because I'm a Vikings fan. And I was, you know, I was a Vikings fan when, when they had Randy Moss as well, even before that. But I, I just felt like overall, Randy Moss was the better player. They're both. I saw you out there. What do you think? Man, shout out to my cousin, man, Cyril. Man, Cyril. So I used to think Randy Moss was better than Terrell Owens until really, if you really break it down, bro, I, I think To is better than Randy Moss, and here's why. Uh, I think T.O. as an all-around receiver was better than Randy. Uh, T.O. could block, ran routes up the middle. He's a deep threat, could get you short yardage. Um, he did a, he did a lot. He was he was just he was just nasty, right? I think Randy Moss. We gave Randy Moss the stigma of he's the best ever, right behind Jerry Rice. Is that he's just such a dominant deep threat. You know what I'm saying? Like, please, someone bring like bring me some tape where he was going up the middle. You know what I mean? He was chop blocking cats. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like he was just like a, a deep yeah. ball threat. And uh, I'm not saying I'm not taking him. He's he's definitely a top three to four receiver ever. Like, don't get me wrong, but um, I think T.O. it was the better 
receiver. Man, for sure. I gotta go with Randy Moss. Randy Moss. What about you, John? Uh, he was very explosive, and he was one of the best deep ball threats that I've ever witnessed uh, in my lifetime. Um, I don't think T.O. comes close to Randy Moss. I, I, I have to. I oh have to man. T.O. up there, but Randy Moss, man, he surpass he surpasses him with with his accomplishments on the field and what he was able to do as a deep threat receiver. Man, he was amazing. All right, I have a question for y'all. Then that's my question. So, who's a better hitter? Hitter, Mark McGuire or Ken Griffey Jr.? Ken Griffey Jr. Ken okay. Griffey Jr. But Mark McGuire hit more home runs than him. So, at the end of the day, right. if you're hitting, if you can hit for power, hit for speed, hit for average, you know what I'm saying? You're a better hitter than, than a power hitter. Right, right. Hit okay. 70 home runs a okay, game. That's T.O. Right. T.O. Right. Could, could go up the middle. He could, he could run well, the deep he route. Could, he blocks. He yeah, blocks he better it. than he Randy. All, but he blocks. I don't know. Randy. Man. Well, T.O. was special. No and doubt he, about and it. he played and with a broken ankle. In the Super Bowl, I agree. And killed. No, I agree. Let's take. By let's far take, the best let's take the, 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 the shenanigans. Let's take the shenanigans that both of them pulled out of it, because I wasn't even considering it. But I just think I I I see I know what To did. I know how good he was. But I also what what gives me pause on To yeah. is some of the drops he had in crucial times. Um, his 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 um. His propensity to put himself over the team at hey. times when it was important. Um, I'm not saying that Randy didn't do it, but I, I I just feel like you could count on Randy more in the clutch situations. And I feel like if Randy had played on better teams, then they would have he would have won more. He would have. Yeah, had, hey, but you know what? Like but but his, he didn't win a Super Bowl. No way, he didn't even that's win. Where, a Super that's Bowl. where you that's uh, right. gotta go with To too, because To had. Was playing in more playoff games. He's played in more playoff games. He's played in on better squads. Yeah, but but look he at the teams on he squads. was on. But Rand, look, look at the teams he was let's on. Not forget, Randy's had some big drops. Too. Rand, Rand, hey, I'm gonna put. He's it this had way. some big Randy drops has too. Had big drops, but I think To has had. To has had more. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. He made Dante Culpepper better, but I think I think To has had. He's had, I think T.O. has had more drops. Oh, well, I think he's had more drops. So T.O. didn't help out Tony Romo? Not, not the way, you not take, the way you Randy take Tony Moss. Ro- you take T.O. You you no, hold on, hold on. You Randy take T.O. away from, impact on you take T.O. Not the way that Randy helped Dante Cole. You take T.O. away from Tony Romo, half of his stats go away. Yeah, I don't know about that. stats go away. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. T.O.? Look, see, don't get me wrong. Over he dramatic. Helped, he helped Tony, Tony Romo. Romo when T.O. left Dallas, right, what did, T, what did Tony Romo do? Got hurt. Please tell me. Tell me. What did Tony Romo do when T.O. left Dallas? He still had good numbers. He just couldn't win playoff games. And and Dante Culpepper had, had uh, solid numbers in Oakland when he left uh, Minnesota. Yeah, but he wasn't the same. He wasn't the same without Randy Moss. But, but. Tony Romo wasn't the same think, when T.O. Uh, left. Culpepper benefited more. But Tony Romo was still good. I felt Tony Romo was still good. He just started to get hurt. Randy I'm just Moss, saying, you think that Randy Moss made Dante Culpepper. T.O. 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 
He did. But Tony Romo didn't who Tony Romo was. And if you take T.O. away from Tony Romo, Tony Romo's not uh, talked about the way know, Tony Romo's man. talked about. So, okay, so uh, I don't know about do? that. So, answer my question. That. What did he do That's after T.O. left? Bro, what did on. he do? Oh, How's that absurdity? Man. What did he do? Dude, he did. What did he, he do? But, but. He still, you guys are talking about that. Isaiah, Isaiah, you guys are talking about that. What did he do with T.O. there? What did he do with T.O. there? Numbers. Numbers. You're talking about numbers. Where You're talking about numbers. What did he do in of making Dallas a contender every single year. He just they didn't win. do anything. They, they didn't do anything when T.O. left. There you go. They almost, almost beat Green Bay. What are you they talking almost. about? They, look, almost. the only Keyword. thing that Tony Romo doesn't have on Okay, but Isaiah, they, almost, they almost. lost with T.O. too. They lost with almost. they lost with T.O. as well. They lost with T.O. as well. They didn't go to the Super Bowl with T.O. They kept losing about the Randy round. Moss being, being better because he's he got he got exactly. farther without Tio. Randy, Randy Moss being farther, better than Tio. You know, T. O. he diverted attention because away he because he did one thing better than Tio, and that's the deep route. But at everything else, Tio did better than I don't, Randy. I don't think it was and Randy just that, quit. Though. Randy quit on a uh, organization. At least Tio showed up every single day and gave you a hundred. Quitting on the organization has nothing to do T. O. with your personal T. O. quit on the organization. Now I said we not counting it. What? <laughs> Oh, come on, Isaiah. I said we wasn't counting the shenanigans. T.O. did quit on the Eagles when they when they did he quit on the Eagles. He played with a broken ankle. Yes, he when he was in his ankle. driveway doing push-ups. Oh yeah, pulling that. No, I'm PR's, talking about when he was in his driveway doing his? push-ups. The year. Yeah, Randy Moss didn't show up to work. He did. He told you he was never going to play in Oakland again. He did the same thing. What's the difference? Yeah, Randy Moss. No, no, right. I agree. Randy Moss. Right, right. No, no. Hey, Raiders. look, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not disputing anything that Randy Moss did. Both of them were prima. I'm not disputing that. I'm not disputing that at all. They were also. They were also very great. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Take that out of it. Take that out of it. Because that that doesn't count. Because both of them have done questionable things, and I'm not saying that that had any effect on To's play. I'm I'm saying what I saw on the field only. I'm not talking about all of that. I, I feel Randy Moss told Green Bay but fans, T.O., but Tony Romo went farther. Hold on, that's John. Hold on, John. There you go. Hold Your on, boys bringing up antics went... again. That's an antic. T.O. T.O. Tony Romo went farther without T.O. than he did with T.O. There, they kept Thank losing you. in the first round. They couldn't beat the Giants. They lost. They they could. They kept losing, and I'm not saying that's To's fault. That's not his fault because I think it was other factors involved. Uh, but it, it, but all I'm saying is you can't use that to say To made Tony Romo because once he got Des Bryant, Tony Romo was still good. He was still good without without To. He was he he still had Jason Witten and he still had some other receivers. He had uh, Miles uh, Austin as well. So I don't think that I don't. I just don't feel like. That Tony Romo was responsible made for Tony Romo having a good career. That's, that's all. all I'm saying. That's all. That's a big part of being a great quarterback. What do you mean? That's all. Oh, that- yeah, but 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 To didn't solve that issue. Is all I'm saying. To never solved that for him. Cause, cause it was exactly. times that they threw the To and, and he dropped the ball. That, uh, so that's all I'm saying. Randy and he dropped the ball. I understand it, Isaiah, but we just talk. I know, but listen, I'm saying I'm this though. I'm saying all this. I'm telling you, you guys are taking one one characteristic man, out of Randy Moss's game, and that's the deep ball. A tall glass of coke. That's the deep ball. That's the deep ball. Come on. That's the deep ball, bro. There's more to playing 
a position than just the deep ball. If that's the case, if that's the case, Carmelo right. well, no, I agree a, with that. Carmelo Carmelo Anthony's a better better basketball player than than most of than LeBron. If you really want to take it that way, well, he's a better I, scorer, right? I just feel like I just LeBron. But I just feel like exactly Randy's my deep point ball, because I just feel like oh, right. had more tangibles in his arsenal than Randy Moss. That's what I'm saying. Why can argue that Randy Moss had just about as much? He, listen, T.O. was a better. How? When? Please, please tell me when. when hold, Randy on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So T.O. Please tell me when. Please show some clips where he was running. 10 yard in and out going up the middle catching the ball taking hits please show me that please show me that okay i listen i agree with that and that that wasn't that wasn't Randy Moss's strong point but all i'm saying is this listen TO was a great he was a great blocker he he also was a good underneath receiver as well as a good route runner and as well as a he can you can go down the field with TO i agree with that but what I'm saying, the reason why I felt like Randy Moss is better, I feel like Randy Moss is better, is because I feel like Ra- Randy Moss could go underneath at times. They would use him to run reverse routes and all of that. Yeah. Now, that, is that better than what T.O. did underneath? No, it's not. But I, I feel like this. Randy Moss's deep ball so it- presence was so much greater than T.O.'s because if even if Randy wasn't catching the ball – he he would draw so many double and triple teams, it would open it up for all of the rest of the wide receivers. T.O. did not have that type of effect. As great as a player as he was, and I'm not saying that this this doesn't knock T.O. down and say that he's he's not a good receiver, because I think I think he's right up there. But if you're asking me who was the better receiver, I would say Randy Moss is slightly better. I feel like Randy Moss was better. It has nothing to do with Annex. It has nothing to do with um, how many quarterbacks they made better. Um, I just think that I just think that Randy Moss was a better receiver overall, even though T.O. had better. Um, he had more moves. I would say he had more moves um, right? because he could go underneath and he can go long. Man, I hate Randy Moss after this conversation, man. Listen, listen, man. First, he – man, T.O.'s a dog, bro. T.O. – man, listen, hey, T.O., his – highlight of his career was going up the middle catching that getting blasted by two people when Steve Young threw that through that 15 yard touchdown pass to him right 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 bring up in a, right. in the playoffs big game in a big game please show me a clip Randy Moss doing that more to the arsenal more to the arsenal okay he has more he has more tools in the tool, <laughs> toolbox bro I'm trying to tell you well, I- Yes, I tell you what, we and, agree and we, to disagree we, on we that, can, and we, we're gonna and we, have and check this out. We, we we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to come back to that one. Elite wide receivers, great players. No I don't doubt. Like, I don't like Randy no Moss. Doubt. He ain't gonna get that no out of me. Doubt. What he, what he did to my Raiders, or not? He ain't gonna get that. He ain't gonna get that out of me. Uh, Why someone not? Has been he played for the great. Play for the great Oakland Raiders. He, he played for the great <laughs> Oakland Raiders. Why would you like? We got we got to talk about that off air, but anyways, <laughs> yeah. But I just I just want to uh, I just want to thank everyone for joining our uh, thank trio you, thank you. sports podcast today. And um, I'm one of the hosts, uh, Chad Parker, and then I have Jonathan Mathis here, and I have Isaiah as well. And uh, tune in, guys, for our next hey, episode coming soon. Hey, you should make a poll. Start ahead, making Isaiah. polls on Facebook. 
on like who's better, like in our conversations and stuff like that, and just have them and then have them interact and then definitely I I and then will bring it up on like for sure for yeah. sure I will definitely make a poll. I'm 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 actually as soon as we get off the phone I'm gonna put that poll up everyone. Um, and- Hello. Hello. Oh yeah. yeah. I can't, I can't hear that. I think we just wrap it up. All right. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Chat. Chat. Oh yeah, just right, just, just wrap, wrap it up. up. All right. All right. All right, man. Take it easy. We had technical difficulties, guys. Uh, sorry about that. Um, I put up a question on Facebook because I wasn't able to put up a poll. Obviously, I can do it in my story, but I did it on my story in on Instagram. And my Instagram name is 16 underscore titles. And I also put a poll up on Twitter. My Twitter name is um, at 16, at underscore 16 titles as well. Um, so you can go there and vote for who you think's the better player, Randy Moss or Terrell Owens. Please vote and let us know what you think. Thank you, guys. What's up, Isaiah? What's up, man? How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm sorry about that. I don't know what happened. Oh, yeah. No worries. No worries at all. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, man. I've just been. You know, we're getting ready to move soon, man. So we just been trying to clean and get the house ready to show and stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No worries at all. No worries you at know, all. Yeah, man. So I just so like on the weekends we kinda of been cleaning. Mm-hmm. It's kinda of hard for me to do it during the week. Oh yeah, for sure. With work and all that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I understand yeah. that, man. I understand that. So we just got well, we got through maybe about an hour ago, but I had to do some other stuff. But yeah, oh, yeah. man. Yep, I hate, I hate, actually, bro, I don't mind cleaning, and this is, I'm I'm cool with this, but what I'm really, what I'm really dreading is actually moving everything. Yeah, yeah, that's the worst part. Yeah, moving is terrible, yeah. I hate moving. Yeah, I hate moving, too. We haven't moved since, what, 2005, man, because that's. Oh, really? Well, yeah, man, because we got this house when we were 23, so. Okay. Yeah, so we we had moved from apartments to here, so it was mm-hmm. I hated that. Yeah, I understand that. Crap, man! Now we got to move again. I'm, I mean, but it's been right. a long time since I moved, so I ain't tripping. I've been really, I've been mostly helping everybody else move. So, right, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, what's, yeah, what's been up? What you been up to today? Man, nothing, man. Just just relaxing. Um, yeah. Nothing too much, bro. Just trying to stay out the way. You know what I mean? With all that's going on. Oh, man. So, definitely. Yeah. So just trying oh, to man, stay. I went to, the, I, went to Walmart. I went to Walmart earlier, man. Mm-hmm. Man, I saw so many people with gloves and masks on. Yeah, so, it's crazy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, what's up? What's up? What's going on? We're good now? 
Yeah, we're good now, man. I could barely hear you though. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you better. Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't know what was going on with my uh with my sound. I don't know. It's stupid. But anyway, yeah, man. So I went I was telling uh Isaiah I went to Walmart, man. I saw so many people with gloves and masks on. And the and the funny thing, me and my son were laughing, my older son, because we were like we were looking at each other like that's not even the right mask. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and uh truthfully the mask doesn't really help the situation. Nah, it really doesn't. Unless you have like the N95 mask and even then it yeah. it doesn't stop you from getting exposed. Exactly. Yeah, so I don't know, man. I mean, I guess, you know, hey, Whatever makes them feel better. <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever decreases the fear, right? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, we in, we in. A t- hey, man. So look, <laughs> I got so really funny things, man. So like last night, man, we, were, my kids, like, first of all, they they all disrespectful because we were watching Outbreak last night, and they were like, "Wow, this movie came out in '95. You guys are old." So I was, <laughs> like, I was like, "Oh, come on, man." So anyway, we watched Outbreak last night. By the time the movie was over, they were like, they were like, okay, we kind of, it was an all right movie, but they real disrespectful, man. They, my my other, my um, eleven year old, one day he asked me, he was like, Dad, you were born in nineteen eighty two. I was like, dude, you act like that was 30, 40 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, he act like that was like a hundred years ago. Right. God. He acted <laughs> like you were a hundred years old. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's hilarious, man. These kids are hilarious, man. But a lot of fun. But yeah, man. So uh so I was I was thinking about this the other day and I think we kinda we kinda discussed it off off of here, but like if if you needed a home run um to win the game, who would you choose? Ken Griffey or Barry Bonds? I'll start with you, Isaiah. Um, that's tricky. Um if you're asking me Barry Bonds, if you compare the careers like in the beginning of their careers with Ken Griffey and Barry Bonds, I'd pick Griffey, but later on in their careers, I'd pick Bonds. So because of the injury history with, with Ken Griffey, but um, it's a good question, but I'll definitely pick Bonds. If I needed a home run and tied game, bases loaded, down three, and all I need is a homer, I'm I'm picking Bonds for sure. Yeah. I don't yeah, I think I'm picking Bonds too. I I love Ken Griffey. I think he's the I think he's one of the greatest regular season players ever. But I don't Oh, he's the GOAT. Yeah. But I don't know if he if if you can count on him in the playoffs. And I just in this situation, I didn't necessarily say playoffs, but I'm thinking like I don't know. I don't know if you can necessarily call on Barry Bonds either, because I don't remember nah. him doing a whole bunch. I mean, besides in that World Series, but you know, he didn't really do too too much when he was with the Giants in the playoffs either. So, I think he, you know, if, if I'm not mistaken, in that playoff series or in the World Series against the Angels, I think he hit like three or four home runs. Okay, see, I'm not mistaken. Bad. He he also had two errors, critical yeah. errors in the outfield. Wow. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. But I, I think I think I would take Bonds. Yeah, I'll take what Bonds. What about you, John? I'm definitely not taking Bonds. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, here we go. I'm Let sorry. us have it. 
I'm sorry. To, uh, watch this, chat. Watch this. You guys, man. But uh, man, this guy's contaminated. Man, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't. I can't give it to someone who bamboozled the game. I, I just cannot do that. I can't okay. sit up here and give this man respect when he was busted for oh come on man for steroids. I can't do it. I don't Jonathan. think y'all could do it. I gotta Jonathan. go with Ken Griffey Jr. Ken Griffey Jr. We're talking about the kid, man. If injuries did not derail his career, do you know today he will be the home run king? There's no questions about it. He will definitely be the home run king. No one would have come close to shattering that record. He would have done it. Jonathan. Because of injuries, it slowed everything down for King Griffey Jr. I'm going with King Griffey Jr. And I'll take him if I need him to hit a home run for me. I got King Griffey. Can I ask ask him the question? Can I ask Jonathan a question? Go right here. All right. Go right here. So this is this is the same type of question of what Chad asked with with Kobe and Jordan. He's he's not asking who's the better player. He's asking if you need a home run. And Barry Bonds has hit more home runs than Griffey, not only in the regular season, but also in the postseason. Right? So right. if you need a home run, right, bottom of the ninth, teams down um whatever points, right? And you need one home run, you're really gonna take Ken Griffey Jr. over Barry Bonds? I'm taking a healthy Ken Griffey Jr. If he's healthy, he's dangerous. Oh, he's dangerous for sure, but he's not I don't think he's a better power hitter than Bonds, especially when Bonds was in later of his career. He's a better all around hitter. And for all we know, but that's see, that's the question. He's not saying all around hitting, he's saying a home run. And if I need a home run, I could rely on Ken Griffey Jr. to give me that home run. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, I think about it. All those times that he got robbed by his own injuries, just think. But that's that's not the question, though, bro. Not the question. I'm saying, what if he? The question is here. What if he was healthy? How many? No, that's not. That's not the question. Chad asked. how, How clutch would he have been? But that's not the, the Mariners a, are for the Reds. That's not the question okay. that he's asking okay, though. So every both of them are healthy. Okay. Who are you picking? I'm still going with Ken Griffey Jr. And, and that's no bias there. It's just Ken Griffey Jr. to me was an all around pure hitter. I think he John. I, I think he'll I come think, up big. Here come a big, I don't think, big moments. Come okay, on. so I have a question. I have a question for you. I don't think you're being truthful about no, he's, nobody not he's, being a he's bias not. because Be- you just said that you can't go with Bonds because he was on steroids. Okay, so can I, can I add on to what Chad's saying? Go for it. Okay, so how many – what was – so Griffey's best season home runs wise, he hit 58, right? 58 homers? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I want to say 95 or 96, right? One, oh no, it wasn't 50, 58, it was 56. It was right? fi- and somewhere around there, yeah. It was 56, right? It was Bonds' uh, greatest home run season. Uh, he hit man. 73. He hit 73. Yeah, that's what I was about he to say. He hit 73 home runs. He has the most home runs in a single season by any hitter. So you mean to tell me? that you were going to pick Griffey when he was healthy. And I'm not saying that Griffey's not the better player because 
in my opinion, Griffey's the greatest baseball player to ever play. I don't care about Mike Trout. I don't care about Bryce Harper. You could add the list goes on. Griffey's the best baseball player to ever play the game. But if you need a home run and you can't, you can't say he, Bonds was on steroids or anything because it hasn't been proven yet. Okay. So if you need one home run, there's no way I'm not taking Bonds, especially in the second half of his career. There's no way you can't. And he's, he produced more in the second half of his career than Griffey did. Like that's just facts. That's facts only because injuries again slowed down. But that's not. It, but that's not the question that Chad's asking. He's asking I if you need a, a homer. I'm, I'm telling you guys what I'm. What I'm. Who I'm going with, and I'm going with Ken Griffey Jr. Man, that's who I'm going with. Okay, we respect that. We respect that. So we're gonna have to ask our listeners about this later, but. So with the season, with the baseball season being canceled, I mean, not canceled, I'm sorry, with it being suspended at this time. You know what? Before I get into that, what's weird to me is why did did they have to come to some type of agreement on how they're going to come back, how uh, baseball is going to come back? I mean, it's almost like they signed a new bargaining agreement or something. I don't know. I mean, I have to look more into it, but I just thought that was kind of weird. But, um... So with that, with the, the downtime that that everyone has right now, who do you think it benefits the most? I think it, I'll start with you, Isaiah. Since you're yeah, go ahead, right Isaiah. Now. Take that one. Um, it definitely benefits the Yankees. Um, I don't, I don't think it benefits any team other than the Yankees. The Yankees have the most injuries in baseball right now. Um, I don't think it it affects anything, and I think a close second would probably be the Houston Astros because they're not getting talked about anymore. Right. So right. I think it's, it's the Yankees and Astros for sure that are benefiting the most with this uh, layover. What about you, John? Yeah, I, I think the Yankees are one team that could uh, use this time. Uh, to recover and bounce back from the injuries, you know they they have they have so many ailments right now, and and players that's not one hundred percent. You know, next thing you know, they're going to put Pauly Stage an ambulance outside of the the, the Yankee Stadium because I mean <laughs> I mean it's been it's been rough. It's been some rough times there for them, and you know their players have battled a, a significant amount of injuries and they can use this time to really uh, recover and hopefully be fully robust in time for the uh, season. Uh, as for the Astros, you know, see you guys getting me started here about these Astros. None of this, <laughs> none of this is going to go away. I'm sorry. You know, it's not going to go away. What they did is going to stay with them for a very, very long time. And the fans all around the league are not going to forget what they did, I already did. You know, the facts. I, I, didn't. I, I forgot. They are facts. I, facts. I, I, didn't, I didn't forget. And once the once once the season starts up, it's not just gonna magically go away. You know, because look, when they go to other cities to play opposing teams, they're gonna hear it. They're gonna hear the boos. They're gonna hear the jeers. You know, they're they're not gonna be welcome by anybody, you know, so 
I think the Astros still have it coming to them. Most definitely. Right. Well, and um, I think, you know, I, I, I definitely can see your point of view with that. I think it benefits the Astros to a certain extent um, because they don't have to hear about it. Obviously, the Yankees need um, the Yankees need to get healthy. So we'll see, man. And that's and I actually like that that they're able to get healthy because I wanted to be competitive all the way around. Right. And I don't I don't know if it benefits the Dodgers or not. I you know we didn't mention the Dodgers, but you know I mean it, I, maybe it gives them more time to bond it, with it each doesn't, other. It doesn't. It doesn't. It, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't benefit the bullpen. I'll tell you this: We already know the Dodgers story. They're gonna be good through the regular season, uh-huh. and when it gets when it gets tough, <laughs> yeah, they go, they go, they go. Sad but true. It's true. They always find yeah, a way it's to gonna blow be a wrap. it. They always yeah. find a way to blow it. They hit all these. But damn, you know what? They hit all these damn home runs in the regular <laughs> season, and by the time October comes, <laughs> their arms are just dead. Yeah, true. You know, you know what really what really upsets me though about this whole thing. Um, and it has nothing to do with the coronavirus, but like through this whole time, and John, you may agree or disagree, but the, it's, it just seems like the the Red Sox have been getting a pass. And you know, the commissioner mentioned the other day how they're close to announcing what their findings on the Red Sox and this and that, and if it's any punishments and all of this type stuff. But I don't understand what's taking them so long to figure out what the heck the, the Red Sox did. It didn't take them that long to figure out what the Astros did, but it, they're dragging their feet on the Red Sox, and I'm just – I can't figure out why. I can't put my finger on why. Well, the Boston Red Sox are a big market team. They're in a uh, um, well-known sports town, which is Boston. Uh, they have a great fan base. They obviously have a great relationship with baseball. And – if you remember well, if we flash back, Big Poppy got a pass when uh, he was busted for steroids. No one really talked about it like they talked about A-Rods. A-Rods went on for weeks in the news. Um, all you heard was A-Rod this, A-Rod that. And you didn't really hear much about David Ortiz when he got caught, which was... Um, I didn't even know that. Yeah, which was very puzzling to me. But when you think about it, Boston Red Sox are base one of baseball's darlings. You know, it's like the Yankees. You know, the Yankees, the Red Sox. Uh, it's just certain teams that get a pass because of their tradition to the game. Um, because they're a beloved team by many. And you got to remember, the Astros... They're not in a big market uh, city. Yes, they are in a big city. Houston's a nice sized city, as we know. But what I'm saying is that the Astros are not nearly on the same level as the Red Sox. So maybe that's why the Red Sox get a pass. Now, does that mean it's right? No, it's not right. But given what the Red Sox have done in recent years to help with mark with baseball's markability, they're gonna get more uh, of a pass than the Astros would. Yeah, well, 
I think the Astros have helped some to some extent, but of, of course the Astros can't help market well, the league I, like the big market. I can't deny the fact, even though the Astros, I do think, bamboozled the game, even though I think they, they did, they <laughs> did find a way to get a competitive edge uh, against everyone else. I will give them credit for this. They did play in one of the best World Series in MLB history, and they did have one of the best offenses in baseball history. Now, I can't take that away from what they what they were able to accomplish, but is there an asterisk next to it? Certainly. Uh, will will, in will what their world? home runs be called into question? Sure. But like you told me once before, you can't take away the glory. You can't take away what they accomplished. You know, even though I would like to see them get stripped, but we already know that that's not going to happen because it wouldn't uh, happen by now. You see what I'm saying? Well, I think bamboozled is a strong word, first of all. And then second, I just think, I don't think they cheat the game like everybody thinks they did. But, you know, hey, whatever to each his own. But, hey, I still give them a little respect. That's better than that's <laughs> better than none. Yeah, because they wouldn't get none from you at first. <laughs> Anything for you, Chad. Anything for you. I know you're an Astros fan, so I gotta. Oh yeah, I gotta show you a little man. bit of loving. <laughs> Most definitely, an Astros fan. Hey, they played. Uh, they played a classic game today where Kerry Wood threw uh, twenty strikeouts against them in 1998. Yeah, everybody was striking us out in 1998. <laughs> We had Bagwell and Biggio. And y'all had Derek Bell, who led the who led oh, the my. league that year in batting average. Yeah, but we could never win. We could never win with Bagwell and Biggio. I don't know how they stayed on the team so long. Because they, but, well, they you know, had longevity and they were just beloved uh, figures in Houston. They had longevity because we allowed them to stay yeah. on the team. <laughs> I mean, Jeff Bagwell and, and Craig Biggio are both Hall of Famers. And, and I Craig mean, Biggio, Biggio didn't get his 3,000 hits until he was 50. Yeah, longevity played a huge part in that, certainly. What about my guy, uh, Moises Halu? Uh, I wasn't too high on Moises. Uh, you didn't like him? But he was like a good player. No. He was a good player, but man, he exploded. I guess, you know what, man? Bartman did him dirty. You know what? I, I was, I was, I couldn't stand Bagwell and Biggio, so I didn't, I couldn't really look at everybody else around the team and just be like, oh, he's a great Why player. Why didn't you but, like him? Because I was, I, because I always felt like Bagwell, Bagwell and Biggio were friends. Bro, I hate And they were. They were I hated Bagwell. Beef. I love Bagwell. Huh? I hated Bagwell with his yeah. with really? his ugly with his ugly batting stance. It's <laughs> crazy. Like you like don't swing the bat that hard. Bro. No, no. Swing bro, the bat. I know his back is. Yeah, gone. you don't have to swing the bat that hard, bro. Just come on, man. He, like, I like calm down. I like the Killer Bees. I thought they were really, really cool. And then I I like the original Killer Bees. The original Killer Bees are Jeff Bagwell, Craig Biggio, Derek Bell, Lance Berkman came later. Bro, Derek Bell was yeah, yeah Derek Bell, man, he was man, he had great contact for sure. Yeah, he did. I but Lance Berkman, I liked him more than I liked Bagwell and Biggio. Okay. Lance Berkman, yeah, he was good. 
And then, then you guys later on had Carlos Beltran. Carlos Beltran was a, was a yeah. baller. Jeez. Oh, that's man. That one year that he played with the Astros, he was a baller. Well, yeah, he didn't get the respect in Kansas me. City because back then Kansas City didn't really have a good team. Yeah. And I can't believe that he. Well, I know why he didn't resign with Houston. It was no reason. <laughs> we were terrible, man. Speaking of batting stances, you know who had the ugliest batting stance? Craig oh. Castle. Castle, remember him? How could you hold the bat uh, above your head and catch up to a ninety mile per hour fastball? Insane. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Nobody had nobody had a worse batting stance than my boy Chuck Knobloch, bro. Chuck Knobloch. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. my guy. Yeah. Terrible. 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 Well, yeah, man. So I want to just move on to NFL free agency. It's been kind of slow uh, the last couple of days. Yeah, it has. It's been kind of slow. But I did see that Bruce Arians said, that he it was no chance they were getting um Antonio Brown. What do you guys think about that? You think he's you think he's lying or you think he's just you think he's saying that just to the media to kind of keep attention away from them in case they sign him or you think he's telling the truth? Uh um, or you could go, Jonathan, go ahead. He could be, you know, trying to keep it on the hush. Um and then maybe he is trying to stay away from Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, you know, uh, can't be trusted in some people's eyes. You know, um, he can be a locker room cancer. And, you know, you have to really think about this before you bring him on board. You know, you got to ask questions. Do I want to do this? Is this going to work for our team? Is he going to you know, fit well with the rest of the players on this team? Uh, would he Would he right. help us win games? Would he produce for us? Uh, you got to take all of that into consideration. And then you have to look at his history. You know, this is a guy who, you know, cried over a helmet. And if he did that, what will he do in Tampa Bay? I mean, sometimes the change of scenery works for you. Sometimes the right coaching works for you. Um, maybe that's what he needs. Maybe he needs to go to a place like Tampa Bay. Maybe he needs to be in another city and somewhere where where he will, you know, finally adapt and and mature more. Um, I don't know. I don't know what will work for Antonio Brown because only Antonio Brown knows and. If he is serious about playing football, he's going to have to, you know, change his attitude, work on his behavior, um, you know, and come with the right attitude. And that's what we haven't seen from him. Um, You know, he didn't work out in Oakland. He didn't work out in New England, obviously. Um, Maybe he does work out in Tampa Bay. But I don't know what Bruce Arians will decide. I don't know if he um, feels good about it. We'll just have to wait and see, but uh, who knows right now? It's a guessing game for all of us. 
Um, I I agree with uh, Jonathan. You kind of put the nail in the coffin with um with some of the stuff that uh, Antonio Brown would bring, kind of the circus that he would bring with him. Um, but in other words, um, or on the other half, I think that if Tom Brady wants Antonio Brown, I think the Bucks are going to get Antonio Brown. Here's why: one, it's been noted that they've been in contact previously knowing that they want to play together right so i think uh right uh aaron's is just trying to really keep it on the hush right now honestly um i could see antonio brown going there um i think they just want to get into training camp um see what their needs are um sign where they need to improve but um at the end of the day, I do think that there's still a chance and there's still a possibility that Antonio Brown will be a Buccaneer by the start of the 2020 season. The question is, can he be trusted? That's the number one question. Yeah, I mean, there, here's here's the thing. I think the reason why we've seen Antonio Brown go off the deep end is because of his legal issue and him getting released from the Patriots. There's no way that Antonio Brown is acting like that if he played for the the whole season with the Patriots. There's no way. There's right, no way. Right. Belichick is the best at, at checking egos at the door. Mm-hmm. If he didn't, if he doesn't get in trouble or his allegations come up, then Antonio Brown will still be a New England Patriot. And maybe Tom Brady might still be a New England Patriot. We don't know. So at the end of the day, I think him getting released is what really spiraled him to go go down. You know what I mean? So um, well, if that didn't happen, I think you'd be be a Patriot still. Right. Everyone's deserving of a second chance, and hopefully this time he uh, points the ship in the right direction. Yeah, it's by, this might be a third or fourth chance for him, but he's that talented. Yeah. He'll get one. He'll get another chance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I think the main thing for me and what I, you know, I think – uh, this is probably for everybody, you know. I can probably speak for everybody when I say this, but you don't know what Antonio Brown. Yeah, that's a scary point. Yeah, and before before he left Pittsburgh, you kind of, I would have said, you know what Antonio Brown, you know what uh, what Antonio Brown you're going to get. I would have said that definitely, but after seeing him these last couple of, I, I would guess what in the last six to eight months, like dude is, I don't know what he's been doing. But very talented. Um, and I think he – I definitely think he deserves another chance. I just think he needs to get his house in order as far as um, not only not doing stupid things to put himself in jeopardy, but also not messing with people that will allow you to put right. yourself yeah, in jeopardy true. as well. So I just think, you know, I just think he's just doing – but I think most of it is brought on by himself. I think he's doing – Stupid things. I think he's just—he's just not—he's just not, not being smart right now. Um, and every time somebody makes him mad, he just runs yeah. his mouth too much instead of just just falling back, being quiet, and you know, just letting things right. he, he flow. He takes the social but, media, puts people on blast, thinks it's funny, then he wants to apologize later and tries to repair the bridges that he burnt. Right. Right. 
So yeah, that's crazy. Hey, I got another question for you guys. So I was I was looking at this Cam Newton situation, right? So we all know the teams that he could possibly go to, and everything. We all know that. Um, I guess the main ones would be the Chargers. Please no. Uh, oh my gosh, please no, man. <laughs> I know. He go to the Chargers. He could either go to uh, possibly somebody like the Bears. Although I don't think the Bears will go after him now, considering they have Nick Foles as well as Mitchell Trubisky. But it's, he has a ton of options. But I, I would say at least about five teams, and even the Cincinnati Bengals. But I, what I find strange is that um, it's just well, I don't find it strange. I just think it's the NFL business. But it just goes to show you how funny it is. So, you know, he's already taking his physical, but, you know, I'm hearing that teams are still not impressed because they would prefer to have their doctors um, give him a physical to see if he's actually healthy, as they've stated. Um, But it just goes to show you the funny games that players and even the teams play where they he'll come out and say he's healthy. He may or may not be, but, you know, he was able to get somebody to say that. And so – if another team was to give him a contract and he ends up not being healthy, there's nothing they can do. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and it's smart by teams, too, because he's had a couple of years where he's been injury-prone yeah. for sure. Um, but where I best see Cam ending up is probably New England, in my opinion. Because, one, Belichick, like I said before, does a very good job of checking egos. And it's – about football there. It's football and home life, right? So I think that would be a brush of fresh air for him. And I think that if he was in New England, it would give New England a chance to still compete if you put the right pieces around Cam. So I would love to see him in New England. And it would just, you know, I want him in my division because he's that good of a football player. So I'm hoping he doesn't go to the Chargers. But um, that could be a good – opportunity for him too as well because they got weapons well you see he's been working yeah that's i mean that's cool too because like that just shows that tyrod be opening open up to him going to la right and they could compete for the job and right um i don't know if you guys know but him and tyrod been pretty tight for a long for a long period of time they work out together so it's not so it's not really anything that's out of the norm but it's cool to see you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, right. and I mean, and I think sign. Tyrod Taylor's been in the league so so long that he understands that, you know, if you can go get a talent like Cam, then go get a talent like Cam, right? And then I could be backup. But honestly, Tyrod's really good in his own right, you know, and he could definitely help a ball club win, win games. And I think he could definitely um, make the Chargers competitive next season, for sure, if they get Cam or not. Right, right. Oh, and, and, and I have one more thing. So I was thinking about um so I was thinking I was thinking about this uh, the New mm-hmm. England situation. And I don't I actually don't think they want Cam. I think Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't think they want Trevor Cam Long. either. I would think I would that's where my best fit or my, <clears throat> what I would want to see him go is New England. But what were Yeah, what were you saying? Right. They're they're Tanking. Oh, yeah, so yeah, I think they're actually tanking for it. I think they're well, I don't know if they're gonna try to make it obvious, but I think they're going to basically roll with who they have 
knowing that they probably won't, you know, they'll probably right. be high up there to kind of have a chance with Trevor Lawrence. Mm. Um, that's going to be interesting. But, you know, so, I, and, and this that brings me uh, to my next uh, question. Um, so, I, I've been hearing a lot about the draft, the quarterbacks, and, you know, who's, you know, who who's going to take who first and everything. But in your in you guys' opinion, do you really think that Joe Burrow is that far ahead of Tua? I don't yeah, think. I do. I do. What do you think? Um, not talent-wise. Not talent-wise. But I would be kind of nervous on going with Tua or drafting Tua just because of the recent injury he just mm-hmm. sustained. Because that's, that's the same injury Bo Jackson had. And I know technology is way right, right, way better. Like it's no, but like still, um, so early in his career, like that's just a that's a red flag, man. You know, and I don't think that if I'm a GM, I don't know if I would want to even play with that. Like I wouldn't even think about drafting. To I would honestly do the safe route and get Burrow. Now, that might be right, a red right, flag right. of this uh, tour. And you know what? This he might go low in the draft because of that. Yeah, I don't I don't see you him know? getting picked in the first couple rounds, man. Yeah, That's he, he might me. not get picked in the first couple round, rounds because of that recent injury that he suffered. And I, I do think Joe Burrow will go number one. There's no question about it. Not not after um what he did for LSU. He was the best quarterback in the nation. And I think with that being said, you got to go with Joe Burrow. He definitely, he definitely has yeah, the mechanics. Okay. He definitely. But let me make this argument, though. So, yeah, he has he has that for, co- for the college game. But we haven't seen that on the NFL level. And what worries me about Joe Burrow is that He's been he he's a, he was a fifth year senior, okay. So that's number one that worries me. For and the reason why that worries me is because uh-huh. when he was at Ohio State, he couldn't beat out other guys. He couldn't beat out um, Haskins. Who was he there with? I, I know he was there. Yeah, he couldn't beat out. Haskins. Oh yeah, Haskins. He couldn't beat out. So I mean, and 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 I'm thinking to myself like Haskins was okay at Ohio State, but the way Joe Burrow played at LSU, wouldn't you say that he had a better college career than Haskins, as far as at least yeah. one year? He he certainly had a better career, and so he played that, in a tougher. That's company. what bothers me. Like, how could he not beat out Haskins if he was that good at LSU? Mm. Hmm. That's that, a good question, but, but Chad, a- I have a question. I have a question for you, though. I have a question for you. Right. Uh, is it so? Burrow, Burrow, like I feel like in college, like your style of play has to fit the program, right? You could have M- Michael Vick, but if you put him right. in the wrong program, he's not going to be successful, right? Yeah. LSU, LSU is a pro offense. That is a professional football offense, right? Ohio State does have the same type of right. um, tendencies as LSU, 
but LSU is a potent pro offense, right? So when you when you ask that, and and look, Haskins is good, but obviously he's strug- he's struggling in the NFL right now, right? Because I feel like he has more of a like right. like OSU doesn't really have that pro offense like LSU does. Maybe I'm wrong, but what I've what I've seen what I've seen LSU has that you know you throw throw the ball right, which is gonna is gonna translate in the NFL. Um, Haskins threw the ball, but he wasn't throwing the ball 50, 60 times like Burrow was. You know what I'm saying? So I honestly think that with how Burrow was at LSU, I think it will translate to the NFL because of the offensive set that LSU had. I have to agree with Isaiah. I think it will translate well. And also, keep in mind, he had a great coach, Ed Orgeon. Man, bro, yeah. he, brings, he brings out the best in his players. And, you know, he grooms them and prepares them for big moments like the one that Joe Burrow is about to, uh, you know, uh See, real that's serious. a great that's a great question though, Chad. That's a man. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah I never even thought of that. To be honest, I think I think Joe Burrow will have great success at the next level. I, I think so. And 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 then also let's also remember too, mm-hmm. um, when he was at LSU, he was at LSU last year. They didn't have the great of a season. You know, last year they were okay, and he started – he played, what, 15, 13 games? I don't even know if he – I don't know if he started every – no, you know, he, had, he he started every game, I think, because he had – he ended up with 16 touchdowns and five interceptions last year. But, again, LSU – and here's the thing about LSU. I think people kind of get, get away from this. That, SC, with, that SEC I mean, they is overrated. I this with LSU. For the last – yeah. I, I wouldn't well, say no, that not either. even that. They're not overrated. I wouldn't say that. But for the last for the last ten years, I wouldn't even say ten years. I mean, right before Les Les Miles left, even when he was there, they, all yeah. they needed was a quarterback. That's it. They had they've always had the athletes on defense and yeah. offense. So, you know, was it more of the defense, and then he just had great skill players? And I'm not saying he he didn't have a great year because he did. I mean, he threw what he threw for 60 TDs and six interceptions. That's a great year. Um, he had 5,000 yards, and his uh, passing percentage completion Staggered. percentage was 76.3 percent. So, and and his, his, even his quarterback rating was off the charts. It was a, it was two um, two oh two. You know, these are unprecedented numbers. So, but at the same time, I just, I just feel like, okay, great season, no doubt. But uh, is is that just that one great season and we're not going to see this guy, that same guy in the NFL? Because, again, I'm, I just question how you can't – because Ohio State is <coughs> I just question how you can't beat out certain guys at Ohio State and then you couldn't start over there. Um, he played. He played in five games in 2016 and 2017. Um, so I, I don't know. And I'm and maybe I, I to me honestly, I feel like Tua is the better prospect, and and I think he's the more safer prospect as well. 
Um, I would probably, if I had a choice between the two, I would probably take Tua, knowing that, hey, I probably won't start him this year, let him get a little bit more healthy, um, and then kind of bring him on next year. But, yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. And it could just be me, but. I don't, I don't know about Tua, man. I, I know, I don't think Tua is worthy of the number one draft pick. Yeah. You think so? I don't I mean I think it, it's a if he shows enough, yeah. If he shows enough, yeah. Because I think, I think the thing that messed right. two up is when he got exactly. Hit. So I, I don't know, man. With the with the Tua injury and like him getting picked number one, like if if you get picked number one, like your expectations to come in day one and be the franchise quarterback of that organization. I don't think right. Tua is yeah. ready for that. I think he needs to get get back in like. First of all, he needs to get back in football shape. He hasn't played football in, since that injury, for one. And you can't simulate any anything from the NFL. There's, it's impossible, right? So, like, I don't know, man. I think he just needs a year or two maybe to just get used to the NFL and get used to that, you know? Like, I, I don't know, man. That, that hip injury just scares me for him. Just scares me. Like, that's a major injury. And I don't know if he's if he's ready to go and play right yeah, away. Yeah, he, he could have a he could have a setback. Yeah, that's you that's know, fair. They can rush him back. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. Your career is over. One more hit, boom. Yeah, yeah, but to that's but to um to to answer Chad's comment about the OSU thing with Burrow, like, what is something that OSU Quarterbacks have to have, like they have to have. Like, what is one thing? Like, in recent history, what have quarterbacks at OSU? What? Yeah. Well, usually they have exactly, exactly, exactly. Burrow, Burrow is a stay in the pocket gunslinger, right? I don't, I didn't see Burrow really rush. I didn't see him get out of the pocket, run the ball. You know what I mean? But I see him stay in the pocket and 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 just sling. All day. Yeah, but but let's remember something about that though. In the NFL, man, unless you're Tom Brady, yeah. that doesn't work. Wow. You gotta be able you to gotta buy be yourself able to time. Move, you gotta be able to move you around in that pocket. You gotta be able to manipulate your pocket. Yeah. And so I just I, I just feel like I just feel like we don't have enough tape on tour. We don't have I mean not tour, I'm sorry. We don't have enough tape on borrow. We don't have enough we don't have we don't have more than a year. To say, oh, okay, this guy is really that talented. Because let's remember, Mark Sanchez had what two good years at USC, and then he just came out. And so, and everybody said, was like, oh, oh man, you're man, talking this about the guy. Really, well, I wouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, man, we could, we could, we could take this one great season that he had. And be blinded that maybe he's not a NFL. Hey, but a starting hey, NFL. Hey, Mark Sanchez got to, got the Jets to the playoffs twice, though. People forget about that. People forget he about did, that. They just did. seen that butt fumble, but he was solid. I don't know what happened. But I mean, yeah. with Burrow though, Ben, like, I don't know. Obviously, he can move a little bit. Like, I don't know if he can move like what Haskins can move or like Terrell Pryor could. You know what I mean? But like, I feel like he's going to be 
good in the NFL. I don't know if he's going to be a superstar like everybody says he is. Like, people comparing him to, like, Peyton Manning right. and See, stuff that's, like that. They were comparing him to Drew Brees, too. At the, at oh, okay, Drew Brees. Brees at, okay, so, like. Oh, they need to stop that. We're talking about. Oh, no, he looked. He he seems he seems cool, calm, and collected. So it seems like yeah. it don't bother him. So no, that's great, man. But that's that's fine, man. But that but when you get in the NFL and you realize that everybody yeah, a, is fast, it's a different beast. The walk yeah, it's a different beast for sure. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's it's a it's a different level of competition. It's a different beast. They're going to challenge you every single game, every single play. You have to be able to read the defense. And, and, and again, I just want to say I'm not saying that Joe Burrow can't be that guy. I'm not saying that mm-hmm. he's not already that guy. He probably most – he could be, and just maybe I'm just wrong. But I just – I'm just skeptical about saying that he's going to come in and take over the league because it's a lot of people that are saying, oh, yeah, he's going to be great in the league. And I've seen this story too many times. Where, you know, everybody's thinking this guy's going to be great, and then he doesn't work out his first year. Yeah. Then they say, "Oh, it was his first year." Second year, uh, it's a sophomore slump. Third year, oh, uh, he doesn't have the team. Fourth year, it's yeah. just excuse after excuse, and I'm just they saying, don't, I yeah. don't know, you know. But but that that this uh this this conversation also yes, brings me to my next question. So let's say that you're mm-hmm. a team that needs a quarterback. Um, NFL team, you need a quarterback. Um, you have a you have somebody that's going to start for you this year. Um, just a one year gap, basically. But you plan on drafting a quarterback, not in the first round, but let's say you're going to draft them in the second or third round, just to groom them as your future starter. Um, when you come around. And you get to your pick, maybe second or third. Oh, round. that's my guy. And Jalen Hurts is still around. Yeah. Do you give yes, him I that do. chance? Yeah, I do. Do you give him a chance to be yeah. your starter? I do. Uh, okay. I'll start. I'll start well, Jalen. Why would you? <clears throat> Jalen is kind of. He's a he's a rare breed, in my opinion. Like, obviously, he's gonna he's gonna need some time to develop in the NFL. Um, I'm not saying that. He's Lamar Jackson or anything, but I feel like he's going to be a solid, like a solid, solid starter, more backup type of role in the NFL, in my opinion. Um, he obviously he knows how to pick up playbooks. You know, he went from Alabama, that which is probably one of the most difficult offenses to to really get right. And and was thrown into another one in Oklahoma. So obviously right. he's smart. He's very smart and football savvy, right? So um, I definitely would give him a chance. He's an athlete. He's a crazy athlete. You could put him in wildcat situations. Put him in slot. Right. You know he could have some um, formations where he could throw the ball on the run, stuff like that. I would definitely give him a chance. Definitely give him a chance. And, but, but oh, you want but, him as a starter? But when I say give him a chance, I'm asking a quarterback. Or, I mean, and, look. No, well, yeah. And would you give him a chance? Um, look, as a starter? Like, would you give like, him a chance like, at quarterback? He kind of reminds me of. He's not as big, but like he kind of reminds me of like Terrell Pryor. 
a little bit. He gives me like Terrell Pryor like vibe to him. You know what I mean? Like he he's a solid quarterback, but he's an athlete. So if you put him on on your football team, you could use him as an athlete, right? So like if that's quarterback or if that's slot receiver, right? You know what I mean? Like Joshua, I don't know if you guys remember Joshua Cribs. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was he, he was a co- he was a college quarterback. Yeah, you know what I'm saying dude like Julian Edelman was a college quarterback. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yep, exactly. Yeah, uh, into, like Ronald into Curry, you got a lot of people you had, that did that. You know what I'm saying? You had a lot of like guys. he has he has a place in the NFL. You know what I mean? If that's a quarterback right. or whatever, but like honestly, bro, like with how the NFL definitely, is shaping, definitely. like you might as well give him a chance at quarterback. Why not? You know what I mean? Like. See what Lamar Jackson did. I'm not saying that Lamar he's going to be Lamar Jackson, but he can definitely be a solid QB in the league, in my opinion. He showed me enough. He did his thing at Oklahoma. He did his thing at Alabama. And and another thing, he's mature. He's very mature. Like not a lot of kids would have did what he did. You know what I mean? Took it on the chin. You know what I mean? Lost his spot to Tua. You know what I mean, and stay and stayed ready, and stayed ready. If I'm a if I'm a GM, I'm looking at that as like, oh, okay, that's someone that we need in our on our in our organization. That's someone that we need on our football team. So yeah, I would definitely I would definitely give him a chance. Right. Yes, I would definitely give him a shot. Okay. Too. I think what he's about deserving you, of it. Um, you know, he's worked hard to get to where he is, and everyone's doubted him but he's responded each time but what i like about him more than anything is his leadership qualities and anyone who shows great leadership and who can handle themselves with poise and play at such a high level with a lot of energy is someone that i would want on my team I think exactly. his leadership is so contagious that it could really impact an entire locker room. And the way he conducted himself with such maturity when he got benched at Alabama, it was incredible to me. So I look at all those things and I look at the qualities that he possessed and I say, man, he can be a great quarterback somewhere in the NFL. Now, like Isaiah said, it may take him some time to adjust. Of course, you know, you're stepping into a whole new league. You know, um, it's totally different. It's a different ball game. But I think he'll catch on fast because he's definitely, he's very intelligent. Um, you know, he has the skill set. And like Isaiah also said, he's an athlete. So, if he doesn't work somewhere, there's a place for him on the field, and he'll definitely, definitely produce for you. Yeah, most definitely. Oh yeah, most definitely. I I totally agree with that. I just I just wanted you guys thoughts on it because I think you know I think it's going to be a lot of teams that pass him up in the first round, obviously, and I think that's the right decision, but. It's going to be get interesting as the second and the third round come around, and we see if teams decide, hey, we're going to take a chance on this guy, you know, because you know we don't know 
in his interviews, he could be killing the interviews, which I'm pretty sure he is because I think he's a smart guy. I think he's a, a good kid, and I think he, he knows how to carry himself as well. Um, and I think he knows how to um, basically win people over. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens, um, you know, in the second and third round. I think somebody picks him up. Me too. I think they give him a chance at quarterback as well. Me too. Why wouldn't you? I mean, he's an all-around athlete, and yeah, I'm, like yeah. like I said, you? you could put yeah. him in so many places. You can put him at, in the slot. You can, you know, move him to a receiver. You can even have him as a running back because he has uh, great quickness and he has the ability. Right. Yes. He definitely does. So, so um. You know, as we all know, the NBA season is is uh, suspended right now, as, as most other leagues are. Um, but, you know, I know it's been a lot of discussion with the commissioner and um, even LeBron has mentioned this, you know, about possibly returning and possibly playing without fans. Um, how do you guys feel? Um, I'll start with you, John. First, you have to... Uh take precautionary action and the reason I say that is because players have tested positive so you gotta weigh this out carefully do you want uh, them back on the floor soon certainly do because you don't want to get too behind on the season but here's the thing with that these players you know are making contact you know they're sweating on each other they're running up and down the court. They're passing the ball to each other, so everyone is touching the ball. Um, I don't know if I would want to be back on the court uh, with this pandemic right now. I don't think it's uh, a wise decision. Yes, we do want our basketball. Yes, the players are getting antsy, and they're ready to get back on the floor. You know, they're ready to go back to work. And, and and do what they do best, and that's play basketball. And sure, fans all around the world are ready, you know, uh, to, you know, uh, find some solace, and they're ready to see things return to normalcy. But again, it's safety first. So you know, you got to play this by ear. You know, you got to take it day by day. And you gotta weigh your options very carefully. Most definitely. Um, and Isaiah, I want you to answer this in a minute. As I mean, I want your thoughts in a minute. But John, let's also remember that the ori- originally when they said that they were gonna play um without fans, possibly, that was more so to protect the players, not the fans. So so it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. But John, what do you think? Yes, do you if agree it helps with them playing uh, without fans. Down. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean Isaiah. Yeah, Isaiah, um, what do you think? Do you agree with them playing without that's a fans? Tough, that's a tough question because honestly, uh from the being a fan of basketball, I wanted to see them play. Right. But right. just think about that like the NBA players for a second, like 
how are they going to play without fans? Like, I don't see that happening, in my opinion, because you feed off, like, the energy of the crowd and stuff like that. Yeah, like, I don't see exactly, like, yeah, it's, it's like, basically just like a no home like, court practice. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't. Yeah, it's open. It's open gym. Like, might as well just call yeah, your own it's like open like, gym. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't see, I don't see it happening. To be honest, I do think the season's going to re- resume. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to probably middle to end of the summer. In my opinion, I think they're just going to go straight into the playoffs. Um, but yeah, you gotta you gotta um, protect the players and protect the people in the organization. So I don't think that they should start the season anytime soon, but if they do, I could see them just scratching the rest of the games and just starting from the playoffs. And that'll probably be like mid to late July, but, and then June maybe, but if you think about it, man, possibly like they might want to maybe, just cancel the season because players are getting out of shape and if players are out of shape, they're going to get hurt. You know what I mean? Then like the playoffs is going to be just trash. People aren't in basketball shape, stuff like that. So I don't know, man, it's a lot to think about, but in my opinion, I don't see them starting the season until, until July sometime in July. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely, man. And and I right. think that that would be the I think that would be the right move. Um because, you know, again, like we were discussing, man, be you safe. just want everybody to be healthy and uh yeah. and safe. Yeah. Whether and again, that's whether that's the players right. or the um or the um fans, you know. Cause it's, it's just a lot going on, and I just think it. It well, first of all, you don't want the you don't want the fans leaving their homes, coming to the arena, right? Exactly, and it's still yeah, the, and exactly. the virus is still spreading. I mean, that's that's just not right. But you know, at the same time, I don't mind watching them. On That'd be interesting. It'd definitely be interesting. Fans, I think that would be okay. You know what else? You know. It would definitely right. be interesting. You know what else I was it thinking? It would be interesting to see how they would occupy Maybe the time. Maybe do like you know, with- at different sites, like different uh-huh. places, like and have it kind of be like the NCAA tournament. So like you have like places where they play where there's not that many cases of the virus. Right? And then you could do it like that, kind of be like a right. Like an NCAA March Madness type of vibe to it. Or you know, when they have different venues or whatnot. Kind of like what they I were I can see that happening. Yeah. I can see that happening for sure. Yeah, kind of like, like what they, yeah. I don't know how they're going to have fans or anything like that because you can't really test everybody for the virus, but, like, I can see that happening. You know, like, have, like, a venue in Vegas or, you know, Hawaii, places like that. You know what I'm saying? Where there's not a lot of cases or whatnot. Yeah. Right. Oh man. Yeah, I think we lost John. I think his audio yeah. was messing up, but I sent him another link, so we'll see. Yeah, man, and I just think, yeah, I think it's the right move. I think they're they're playing this pretty smart. They were the first uh, league to go ahead and shut yeah. everything down. And honestly, man, everybody's yeah. losing money. 
most of these big league organizations are losing money, so I think they're gonna try to get back as soon as possible. Obviously, they're worried. About yeah, exactly. That's the, the players. At the end of the day, that's that's what's most important in a lot of people's well. eyes, anyway. So, but how about th- how about this though? Um, right, right. Would you would you want them to play the last remaining seventeen games, or would you be okay with them just starting in the playoffs? Um, I would want them to play. I think they should play the last starting yeah. the last couple of games to get themselves ready for the playoffs. Right. Um, I I just think that would make more sense. Um, and that way you allow guys that's that's um that could possibly get hurt to kind of heal yeah, before the yeah, playoffs start. I agree um, with Chad. I agree with Chad there. I think what not do you, only what, does this give what do you, you think time about this, to huh? heal from your injuries um, if you sustain one, but I think it's also fair for the teams that are in contention and have a chance to slide into the A spot. You know, you give them a chance to uh, possibly clinch a playoff spot. Right. Right. Um, I think it, I also think it's good for the teams that's like in the A spot, um, and and like b- right below them because it gives them time to regroup. Um, you know, because some of them probably been losing. You know, like the uh, like the um, Pelicans, it gives them time to regroup and kind of uh, watch film and see. Well, they can't watch it together, but they can probably watch it individually and just kind of see what they need to do to. Uh, you know, to uh, get that AC to make to make that stretch run, um, if they in fact go to, if they in fact implement, you know, the rest of the regular season, um, it gives them time to kind of learn it. And yeah, for a young team them, like the Pelicans, uh, no doubt that would probably be good for about them. that, especially like players like Zion Williamson, uh, you know, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, those guys, you know. And you're right. That would definitely give them time to really dissect plays, um, understand what they need to do better to possibly uh, ease their way into the playoff picture. Yeah, right. No doubt, man. No doubt. I agree. And so... um, and so with that being said, I just think uh I just think man, it's it's gonna be exciting when everything finally comes back. Then we'll have a lot more sports to talk about than we do now. But I can't yeah, wait either. We're managing though. We're I can't wait till the NBA comes back, actually. Yeah, most definitely. I mean it's it's too many other things to do. You know, especially if you grew up with yeah. uh, a lot of the technology well, that's out today. Yeah, I, I did. So it's kind of like, we all know, did, I know right? what I we pretty much know what to do. If I get bored, go outside. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, we didn't have no Facebook, yep. no Definitely Twitter, that. Instagram, and all this stuff that they have now. Yeah, and it's funny how those uh, 
Twitter and yeah, Facebook and, it and also, Instagram. It gets it a lot of these players in trouble. Um, <laughs> puts people in fear because I think that has been the contributing factor to this coronavirus too. Social media. It's played a large part, I think. Yeah, it's definitely been a factor. Um, I, well, it's, it's been a factor, but uh, I think I think people have also just been not listening, yeah. which has been mm-hmm. a factor. As Don't, well. uh, they they live in this hard life hard. that oh, I'm invincible. Nothing can happen to me. You know, but yeah, it can't happen in reality. Wake up, people. Yeah, I'm not surprised. And and just while we're talking about that, I think it's 